Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. We are uh, both very cozy. Well, Briar's less cozy because he had to turn off his heater. It's fine. I have a blanket. <laughs> yeah, we're both blanket pals. Um, and we are going to talk about Mal Duncan today. Um, because it would just be rude if we skipped him. <laughs> It would be rude. We were finishing last week's episode and Briar was like, do you think we have enough for an episode on Mal? Because I would feel bad if we were like, uh, we mentioned Mal in the Guardian episode. So we're going to talk <laughs> about Karen and not talk about Mal. Um, so this will, uh, there will be some overlap with last week's episode um, if you listen to that. Um, but Mal has also gone through some of his own weird stuff, uh, that we are going <laughs> to talk about. So, um, Mal Duncan was created as a Teen Titans character in 1970 by, uh, Robert Kinnear and Nick Cardi. Um, and he was... Again, in, in sort of a, uh, depending on how you choose to define it, he is DC's first African-American superhero. Um, but he also doesn't have, like, a secret identity or costume or code name or superpowers or anything when he's introduced. So... If you want to define a superhero as having those things, then he, someone else would probably be the first. Uh, but he was a very, very early example of black representation in comic books, which you can tell, uh, because it takes them a long time to like actually show him on the cover of any issues of Teen Titans. Um, despite the fact that he was in all the issues, uh, because I think DC was sort of nervous about people being like, I don't want to buy this. There's a black guy in it. <laughs> um, as there's... racist comic fans are wont to do. As However, racist comic fans. Decent comic fans day. are like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Normal... Comic fans with fucking decency and common sense who are <laughs> Com not racist are <laughs> like... Comics fans with morals. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, are like, I'm gonna buy this comic because there's a black character in, in it. In fact, I'm gonna and buy this comic twice. <laughs> I'm gonna buy this comic even harder. Um, he uh, also got a... Uh, kind of a lot of slack because in one of his early appearances he uh kisses Lilith uh Lilith Clay Omen who we also talked about recently and it was a big deal to have like an interracial kiss in a comic book in 1970 uh and editorial tried to get them to take it out and they eventually managed to keep it in 
uh, received a lot of angry letters from racists, um, but also comics fans with morals being like, great, I love this. I love that this happened. Thank you. Um, so poor Mal has truly just been fraught with controversy from the start. Um, I mean, honestly, the introduction of any non-white, non-straight male character in comics has always kind of been fraught. (laughs) Yeah, it really has been. It's it still is it just really brings out the worst fucking people when you're like hey Uh what about this character like here's a new character i made and people are like why isn't this the same guy as that whole other guy that i like yeah it's like yeah yeah yeah. it's like you already have that guy (laughs) it's okay for guys to be different it's okay for guys to not look like you it's actually a lot of different types of guys in the world it's like no I only want this one type of guy that all of the guys already are. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you might want to think about that. You're really obsessed with this one type of guy. <laughs> Maybe look inside yourself. Maybe you should go to therapy um, about it. God, I wish. Um, so in Mal's first appearance, the Titans are uh, undercover, I think, in uh, Metropolis. And they get attacked by a gang called the Hell something, the Hellhawks. Um, and uh, Mal, not knowing that uh, these teens are superheroes and thinking they are just uh, tourists. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of white tourists who are lost. In his neighborhood of Metropolis. Uh, fuck. These tourists are about to get their asses kicked. I gotta do something. <laughs> I gotta do something. Um, so he uh, intervenes. He challenges the leader of the Hellhawks to a boxing match uh, and defeats him because he turns out to be a very uh, skilled boxer. Uh, and after that, the Teen Titans are like, hey, We're a superhero team. Thank you for saving us. Do you want to join our superhero team? It's like, thank you for saving us. You did not have to do that. Um, But also, we admire your morals and your willingness to help a stranger. It's that kind of thing that we cherish. Join our team. We don't care that you don't have superpowers. Nightwing doesn't have superpowers. He just has an obsessive dad. (laughs) At this point, because, yeah, because Dick and Roy are, I think, both on the team at this point. So there's two people without superpowers, but they also have both, you know, been training to fight supervillains for a very long time. Um, But uh, Mal says yes, which is a little bit wild to just, like, if it were me, and I saved a group of teens, and they said we're actually superheroes, I'd be like, cool, that's not the place for me. <laughs> but also, Mal is a, a very good boxer. He's a very good boxer, that's important. Um, 
and he cares a lot about doing the right thing. So uh, he says yes and joins the team uh, and starts coming with them on adventures. Uh, Very quickly starts to get sort of insecure about his lack of superpowers um and his you know where he belongs on the team uh at some point he like stows away on a rocket ship and almost dies because he's on a rocket ship and they (laughs) have to save him um but he is it's it's sort of a, a weird position because like reading people's takes on it it seems like dc wanted to have a black character uh but also was nervous about people being racist about it which is part of the reason why mal gets sort of sidelined uh is they were like we don't want to make him like too prominent and have all the racists get mad at us um but then all the but then everybody's mad at you. <laughs> yeah, then everybody's mad. <laughs> Nobody wins. Uh, because, because then, like, he's still there, so the racists are mad about that. And then the decent people are like, wow, you should really not sideline your only black man on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and comics are like, oh, there's fuck. Oh, damn it. Oh, how did this happen? Um... There's also the fact that when he is first introduced, uh, the Titans are sort of going through a phase where they're, like, not wearing costumes and maybe not going by their code names, from what I could tell. So it's just kind of like, like that time when, like, Wonder Woman stopped being Wonder Woman for a little bit and she was just, like, Diana and she wore, like, a little, like, white, like, jumpsuit thing. Um, sort of like that. But they stop doing that, and they go back to, you know, having code names and wearing their costumes. But Mal and Lilith, who were both introduced to the team at the point where they weren't doing that, are like, well, okay, now we <laughs> are just sort of here without code names or costumes, really. Um, but uh, he does, as we mentioned in the Guardian episode, at some point he finds somewhere the guardian's old armor um i'm not sure like where or how or if it's just happens off panel and he's like hey guys look what i found um but he finds the guardian's old like golden blue armor as well as this like uh like exosuit thing like that enhances his strength and makes him uh you know, more able to actually hold his own against supervillains. Uh, so with that, he's able to, like, be a little bit more involved in, you know, actual Teen Titans activities. Um, at some point, as we also talked about uh, last week, his girlfriend, uh, Karen Beecher, who is a normal human uh a non-superpowered human jury's out on how normal she is but she uh 
is aware of like Mal being on the Teen Titans and like his insecurities about not, you know, being able to keep up with them or like feeling out of place. So she uh builds herself a super suit um and attacks the Teen Titans as a villain to try and make Mal look good. Uh and then eventually reveals that it was her and Mal and the Titans are both impressed by this and invite her to also join the team. So she is on there with him, but she has her own specialized suit that she built that lets her do specialized stuff. So I don't know if that like makes Mal feel better because (laughs) there's another black person there and it's his girlfriend (laughs) or if it makes him feel worse because it's like, well, she's actually better at being a superhero than I am. Just like, damn. My girlfriend's so cool. Do I, I? My problem is still I don't know where I am on the team. Although maybe now his part on the team is just Karen's boyfriend. Maybe he's yeah. comfortable in that. You know, that's, and that's fine. That's totally valid. Maybe he's just like, okay, no, 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 I got it. This is a niche I can fill. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> They're like, Mal, did... Like, did you you ever, like, f- like, fix your confidence issue about the team? Like, is there something <laughs> that we can do to help uh, beyond Karen, like, being super cool and letting you defeat her and then joining the team? He's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm the boyfriend. They're like, what? <laughs> He's like, I'm the boyfriend. My kick-ass girlfriend is on the team and I am here to support her and watch her back. They're like, all right, if that makes you happy, cool. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Sure. If that genuinely makes you feel good about yourself and your place in the world, hell yeah. Um, so this is all, you know, well and good. But what Mal really needs is a distinct superhero identity that's not just kind of somebody else's costume and code name. Um, so what happens the first time they do this? Because this will they'll reboot this later. Is truly wild. Um, he fights Azrael, an angel. I'm like the angel or like the guy. No, the angel, the angel from the Bible, the angel of death, Azrael. Fights him, wins, uh, and then... Can't die anymore. (laughs) Can't die anymore. Fought this angel. Um, after he fights him, he is, uh, gifted this magic horn called Gabriel's Horn. Um, I like how he defeated Azrael to get Gabriel's Horn. Yeah. Gabriel's like, hey, good work, kid. Here you go. Here you go. This one's on me. Maybe Azrael took it from Gabriel and was like, "Oh, I gotta give, I gotta give this kid a reward." Uh, yoink. Um, but he's also he's cursed. Maybe question mark. Um, so Azrael was supposed to kill him, but Mal fought him and won. So Azrael can't kill him. So Azrael's like. If you ever lose a fight, 
I will come and kill you though. <laughs> Here's this horn. Um, and the horn has unspecified magical properties, uh, where if things are going badly for him or for the Titans in a fight, he can blow it and it will change that potentially. Um, so he takes this horn. I think he also gets a new costume to go with, you know, his new vibe. Uh, and he starts using the name Hornblower, which is terrible. Um, What's up? I'm a- Hornblower. I'm Hornblower. Guess what I do? I do bl- dweep, doop, 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 doop. Oh, dweep. oh, I see. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think I should just go. I'm no longer interested in doing this crime. I actually, I just wanna, I wanna get out of here. I'm just gonna dip. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with your whole thing, I guess. Um, so, yes, uh, not a great name. Bizarre origins. Like, I think it's cool, like, conceptually, um, but, like, a very weird thing to happen to a character who previously had zero, like, mystical connections in any way, um, and who is not, like, like, it's not like Mal is someone who's, like, obsessed with winning fights. I guess it makes sense in terms of his arc, like, his self-confidence arc, if it's, like, all right, well, now you have to win. And he's, like, okay, damn, I guess I gotta commit to, like, being worthy of being on this team, because if I lose a fight, I'll die. I gotta be the very best. Like, no one ever was. Like, no one ever was. Um, so, yeah, I do, I do, I do think this is kind of a neat concept. I don't know if it makes sense for Mal to be the one who gets it. Um, and then, like, later retcons will, like, have the horn thing make more sense by establishing him as, like, a musician or something, like, before he gets the power. So it's like, oh, yeah, he's got, like, a magic musical instrument. Like, of course. Uh, but that is not true for... <laughs> original version of Mal, as far as I know. Um, he's just kind of like, okay, I got got this horn, I guess. Um, it would be very funny. Like, I assume it, you know, it's a magic horn. I assume you don't need to really, like, do anything to, like, play it. You just sort of, like, blow into it and it goes like, bah, bah. but um, it would be very funny if Mal was like, I have no, like, I have no idea how to use this thing. And then the first few times he blew it, it was just like, everyone's like oh mal like i'm glad you're helping with your magic horn but like do you want to maybe take a couple lessons i am just like i keep imagining the specific horn from the old uh marvel (laughs) where it's like do not blow the horn (laughs) oh yeah yeah, does as he pleases do do yeah I'm just imagining that specific horn, but it could be anything. It doesn't have to be like, oh, yes, this is what people think of as a horn. Yes. An ancient magical horn. It could be a trombone. 
It could be. That would be very fun. He's like, here, the horn of Gabriel hands him just a full trombone. <laughs> Gabriel uh, oh. loves this. Gabriel got really into big band. And he hasn't quite gotten out of it yet. So the horn still looks like this. It could look like something else later. Yes. But for now, it's 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 this big old trombone. I hope you know how to play the trombone, kid. <laughs> Good luck out there. Um, yeah. At some point, I think, pre-crisis, he stops being a hornblower and goes back to Guardian. And the original explanation is that he was like, oh, people found out, like, my secret identity is hornblower, so I needed to change it up. And then later, I think they retconned that the Horn of Gabriel went missing. Um, and both of those are like, hey, I feel like if an angel gives you a magic horn, you should really make an effort to keep track of it. Especially if it has an impact on whether you live or die. Yeah. Um, like, I guess it's not necessary for him to keep winning fights, but it's clearly, you know, helpful. Um... But that doesn't really matter, because uh, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, they change the origin story for the horn, which I do think is probably wise. Um, they have it, uh, so Mal is by himself uh, while the Titans are on a mission, and he... Uh, somehow manages to accidentally release Mr. Twister from where he's trapped in limbo. Uh, Mr. Twister is a largely uh, Teen Titans-centric villain. Um, his name uh, his name is Bromwell Stick. Stick spelled S-T-I-K-K, um, which is a very funny name. Um, and he's notable because he was, uh, the villain who first, uh, led to Dick, Roy, and Garth teaming up, which would eventually lead to the Teen Titans being created. Uh, Mr. Twister, like, he's got, like, a magic staff that lets him control the weather, and he kidnaps a bunch of teenagers and uh like takes them to his island where he lives and like forces them to build a tower for him uh and teenagers notoriously good at <laughs> being forced to do labor yeah obviously um and dick i might have said sorry i might have said roy it's dick wally and garth uh who show up to fight him uh, and then after that, they're like, hmm, maybe we should form a team. Uh, hey, we did pretty Mr. good. I wonder yeah. if. Um, but uh, it's revealed possibly during this, like, Mal retcon, though I assume before that. Um, it's like, oh, after those three fought him, um, this evil being called the antithesis uh took like mr twister and turned him into one of his minions called the gargoyle um and uh he lives okay the 
the Titans, I think, fight him and trap him in limbo. I think Robin, like, tricks him, and then he gets trapped in limbo. Uh, and then Mal accidentally releases him from limbo. Um, and, uh, while he finds some plans in limbo, or, like, plans that Mr. Twister had, um, for a horn-like instrument that you can use to create portals, basically. Uh, and he calls up his girlfriend, who is great at science, uh, and he goes, hey, can you help me build this, uh, <laughs> physics-defying <laughs> horn? And she's like, absolutely, that I just sounds love- like the perfect date. I just love that it's like, huh, I found these villain plans. Let's make this shit. Let's just do it. But, like, um, not do villain stuff with it. Just purely for the love of science. Can we yes. build this? Can we and build Karen's this? And Karen's like, that's a good question. Let's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, It does turn out that it probably was a bad idea to build the villain horn. Uh, because... Uh, it turns out that, like, like, Mr. Twister, or Gargoyle, whoever, knew that they would do this and put a, uh, like, built, like, a backdoor something into the plans for the horn so that, uh, every time it gets used, it, like, weakens the barrier to Limbo so that eventually... He'll be able to escape from Limbo. Uh, and Mal goes, oh, shoot. I like <laughs> Never how mind. Mr. Twister literally is just like, all right, I'm going to put my cool gun plans right here just in case anybody finds them. Mm, would sure I hate know. if somebody took <laughs> my gun plans. I know that people are so curious, and if any <laughs> scientists get their hands on this, then they'll be powerless to resist. <laughs> He's just sitting there for like 50 years, like somebody any day now is gonna any find day now my a message in a bottle that I've set right here. <laughs> it's like, finally! We did and then it. he's like, damn, it's a teen. Well, hopefully this teen just puts it somewhere that a scientist can find it. Oh my god, his girlfriend's a scientist. We win! We win! Win for we Mr. Twister! <laughs> Rare W for Mr. Twister. Um, <laughs> so, Mal gets rid of the horn when he finds this out. This is also when he starts using the name Harold. Which, as we've discussed, is a better name than Hornblower. Even um, though every time I think that they're just, we're, for a sec- split second, I think it's H-A-R-O-L-D. Yeah. My superhero <laughs> name, Harold. Yeah, you, my code name is just a different first name than the one I have. I mean, um, pretty solid strategy. Yeah, I mean, it's... It'd probably trick some people to be like, oh, he's just using his first name. No, you see, I've tricked <laughs> you. Um, so after this happens, he and Karen 
retired together, as we discussed last week. Um, they are not entirely out of commission, um, because they, uh, end up, they show up in some various events. Um, there's a JLA Titans crossover that I think is in, like, the early 2000s, um, where, uh, Mal just kind of gets a new Horn of Gabriel inexplicably, and then is very briefly with Karen on a team called Titans LA. Um, and then there's, I mean, this is like an, uh, alternate future Mal, uh, but there's a, like, 2005 storyline called Titans Tomorrow, um, where they go into the future and, uh, see their future selves and you know of course it's like (laughs) it's a like connor is superman and he's like evil and like tim is batman but he's like killing people and uh (laughs) not timothy timothy um it's pretty much bad for everybody later they revisit this and i think it's when they revisit it that they revealed that uh like in this timeline Khan and Bart both died and Tim cloned them both back to life. And that's why, like, there's, uh, they're both, Khan and Bart are both, like, kind of morally questionable now is because they're, like, imperfect clones and Tim is just, like, spiraling down the deep end. I I mean, I love that. I, I mean, Tim spiraling down shit. the deep end is just, like, catnip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Um... But, uh, during this story, as they're discovering, like, oh my god, our future selves are so messed up, um, they, uh, find out that there's a future version of Cyborg who is basically leading, like, a resistance against these, uh, morally corrupt adult titans. Um, (laughs) Cyborg's like... All these white people went crazy. <laughs> these white people went bananas. Um, and uh, He's like, Mal, you get it, right? <laughs> Mal, well, the thing is, so Vic has, like, or whatever, like, future Vic has, like, led this resistance against the evil Teen Titans, and they, uh, the... Evil Teen Titans are Titans West, and the Resistance Force is Titans East. And they've, like, uh, basically, like, divided the United States into two separate countries. And now Mal is the president of the United States East, (laughs) where the Resistance is. So it's like, oh, well, good for him. Good job, Mal. Good job, Mal. You know, I don't think he has any political experience but he you know could he's got a lot of heart he's got a lot of heart and he could have done you know some things in the intervening years between and like extracurriculars in school who knows maybe he was on like debate team yeah some other political what's the united nations one model un thank you yeah we really don't know 
a lot about Mal or Karen's, like, upbringing Extracurricular activities. Well, yeah, extracurricular activities. Well, Karen was probably doing science. Just an assumption. Um, Like, I assume they both had, like, fairly normal, you know, parents and childhoods and all that. Um, But it's not really something that's ever been touched on, as far as I know. Um, So, uh, during Infinite Crisis, which also happens in the mid-2000s, Mal and Karen are two of the characters who Donna Troy uh, takes into space to try and help figure out what's going on. Uh, They find this rift in space-time and are trying to figure out what to do. Uh, And Mal tries to use his horn to get them out of there. but because of the, uh, the, the rift is causing weird things, uh, it interacts with his horn portal and, uh... Because it's comic books. Because stuff it's happens. comic books. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, horn explodes in his face, uh, and Red Tornado is nearby and is also caused in the explosion... And he ends up with, like, a, uh, like, pieces of red tornado embedded in his chest. Uh, and we don't find this out until sometime after the actual, like, thing happens in Infinite Crisis, I think. Because, like, at the time, it's, like, all of the heroes just kind of get scattered um, and it's like, yeah, some, we don't know what happened to some of these people. They're missing. Uh, so Mal is alive, but badly injured. Uh, they recover him and, uh, John Henry Irons is able to, uh, like, stabilize the parts of the red tornado that have attached to him. Uh, and also, I don't know if... Steel does this, or if somebody else does it, but because his, uh, vocal cords were damaged when the horn exploded in his face, um, they give him, like, a new synthetic, like, voice box, um, which is now where his powers are located after this, in this, like, synthetic voice box that he uses to talk and also, uh, open portals with, uh, and... He starts going by Vox, which I do think is pretty cool. I like Harold better, but I think I'm just attached to Harold because it's what he used when he showed up in Teen Titans cartoon. Um, Vox, I think, makes more sense when he doesn't have a horn because <laughs> it exploded. Um, so he and Karen who, as we discussed last week, is also caught in this sort of dimensional rift, and it results in her being, uh, shrunk down to, uh, teeny tiny size. Um, they join the Doom Patrol together, uh, and then are kind of in the background of, like, the Doom Patrol showing up in other books, and then 
show up in the Doom Patrol solo series, uh, but it's revealed that at some point they got divorced. Um, Just very, very sad and rude. Very sad and rude to me. Um, What does comics have against marriage? It's not exciting enough. Marriage can be plenty exciting. (laughs) No, not for (laughs) comics. Um, Just look at Big Barda and Scott Free. It's plenty exciting. Oh my god. I, I, I get excited every time I see them. I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Mal is not a super major part of the Doom Patrol, uh, and the team ends up disbanding, uh, shortly before New 52, uh, and then towards the end of New 52, Mal shows up for Titan's Hunt, which is an event where they were like, okay, we're going to un unerase the continuity we erased by rebooting everything and making it so that most of comics history did not happen. Uh and like the Teen Titans didn't exist and like weren't friends and then we're bringing Wally back. We're bringing Wally back. We please stop trying to destroy this man. Um Wally comes back is like trying to you know remind the Teen Titans of the way the universe used to be. Um and Mr. Twister shows back up who in this Oh my god, this guy again. This freaking guy. Um in new fi- he's now like a demon. Uh, and he's like, actually what happened is, uh, he kidnaps Mal and he tells Mal that, uh, he used to be a teen Titan and Mal is like, uh, no, I am a like critically acclaimed composer, uh, who's very happy with my scientist wife who is pregnant with our child. Uh, and Mr. Twister is like, but you used to be a teen Titan. And you all, the Teen Titans allowed their, like, needed to erase their own memories because it was the only way to defeat Mr. Twister from whatever evil plan he was doing. Um, which, like, doesn't make any sense on the one hand because it's like, okay, but a whole bunch of other continuity got erased in addition to the Teen Titans. So why, how does that fit into everything else now? But it also doesn't really matter to me because I'm like, oh my god, their friendship is so strong. It transcends every universe. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um, it's important to me. Uh, but uh, Mal in this has powers that are just like kind of innate that he like uses his like voice to activate. Um, and I don't know if Mr. Twister like telling him like makes him remember that he has superpowers or if he had them the whole time and was like hiding them um or if they activated because uh like he's in danger now for the first time that he can remember and his powers are like oh shit oh we gotta help this guy quick 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 um but he is trying to use 
Mal's powers specifically, I think to do basically the same thing before and like weaken the barrier between Earth and Limbo. Uh, and the Titans show up and rescue him. Karen, as we talked about last week, also gets superpowers, um, that are like organic. Uh, and it rolls into Rebirth, uh, where now that, uh, well, at first, Mal and Karen both have superpowers, and then Mal, uh, gets his superpowers surgically removed, basically, uh, cause A he's A thing like, that is possible to do. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be a superhero. I want to, like, have a normal life with you and our daughter. And Karen's like, mm, I do kind of want to be a superhero, though. I think it's kind of cool. Um, so, uh, we talked about this last, I mean, we talked about a bunch of this last week. But, uh, Karen, in a fight with Simon, gets her memories of Mal and their daughter erased. And it's like, well, I don't know who you are. I've got these cool superpowers. I'm going to keep uh, working with the Teen Titans. So I think they're just the, I think they're the adjectiveless Titans currently because they're mostly like adults. But um, Mal is uh, upset <laughs> about this um, and works together with uh Gnark uh to try and figure out how to get Karen's memories back um they end up infiltrating Hive uh because I think like Simon was like involved with them and it's like okay maybe they uh maybe they can help us figure out how to get Karen's memory back um and then the two of them get captured and mind controlled by uh an evil future Donna Troy who turns out to be the one who was uh like telling Mr. Twister what to do um and she uses them to fight against the rest of the titans but they eventually manage to snap them out of it uh they defeat evil Donna Troy Karen gets her memories back, um, and once she remembers, she goes back to Mal and their child, um, and that is where we have left them, um, so, yeah, I think, like, much like, I would like to see Mal around more, um, I think he's got, like, an interesting history that you can do stuff with um and i think i mean he's had now multiple iterations of what his powers are but i think all of them are like pretty cool uh and like we like i was saying with karen like i am happy for them that they're retired and i want them to like live together and be happy but also i do want to see them more <laughs> um so that's really the dilemma but i would love to also just have them like around more as like characters that the various titans characters can like hang out and talk to um you know like more stories where like dick is like oh man 
I'm really, I'm, I'm in a real pickle. I'm going to go talk to my friends Mal and Karen and see if they have any advice for me. Like, that sort of thing. Like, I just, I want to see them. Um, I do, like, one, I'm attached to everyone, to every Teen Titans character, obviously. And also, I think, as, you know, DC's first black superhero, depending on your definition, um... I think Mal should get a little more attention. That's my hot take. Um, but yeah, did I you... agree. I, thank you. Did you have anything else to add? Um, I don't have anything else to add about Mal and Karen. I do love to see them. Yes. I don't want them to be divorced ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I don't, I, I don't think they're gonna. Just let them, let them be married and have a good life. And also, put them in more things. Please. Anything. Put them in there. <laughs> um, but I started to read, um, Batman Justice Buster, because uh -huh. they had it at my local shop, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's the one that Olivia was like, Robin is what? <laughs> uh yeah he is, yeah yeah sure is a supercomputer that batman has made um, interesting much to think about i i am gonna say i'm not very far through it i did just start reading it like five minutes before we started recording um there's a kid that I think they're doing, like, obvious parallels to Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. And if the, if Robin weren't already a supercomputer, I would be all like, this kid's gonna be Robin. <laughs> By the end of this book, that, that's what's gonna happen. But uh -huh. I love, I love Mech Batman. I love supercomputer Robin disabling his grappling gun. <laughs> because he's like, mm. No, the odds that we'll accidentally hit our own trap and blow up that building is too high. Aim for the other one. That's like, fun. what happened? And Alfred's like, hey, is this a good idea? And Bruce is <laughs> like, it's perfect. <laughs> no notes. No notes. Also, I fucking love, um, God, hold on. It, I gotta find the page. Uh... Alfred's, like, talking to Bruce about the Robin AI, and Bruce is like, Much as I hate to admit it, there are limits to my ability to protect this city. But by uploading all of the criminal data I've gathered over the years, this AI can learn to think like a criminal. It'll be able to predict behavioral patterns and even prevent crimes before they happen. Which, one, this has never gone well for anybody ever. Um, <laughs> Two, it continues with, that's why I built him. And Alfred goes, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm like, God, thank you. It's like, because clear, like, clearly we know that this is a, if we take a step back, this is Bruce Wayne telling the audience, here's my supercomputer and why I built it. But I am telling this to my butler who has raised me. So he's like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Why are you saying this out loud? 
<laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to reading it further. Um, there's somebody in a trench coat who looked up at the bat signal and was like, don't make me laugh. Looks very tired. So I don't know who this person is. I'm looking forward to figuring that out. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Robin being a supercomputer already devastating. So <laughs> Perfect. That's what we came here for. <laughs> I'm j I saw I wouldn't have even known if you hadn't been all like, he's a what now? <laughs> <laughs> I would have just been all like, interesting, a new Batman manga. Anyway. Well, moving on now with I'm just my like, life. Well, I see the well. Batman manga and I know that Robin's a supercomputer in it, so I have to buy it. I gotta do this. But that's that's the only comics I've read. I was trying, I was gonna try to finish it before, I mean, it's only volume one, so, like, I wouldn't have finished it. But, uh -huh. like, I was gonna try to finish it, uh, before <laughs> we recorded, but then I ended up watching an episode of Dimension 20 the 7 instead because I'm trying to catch up on that before the new season. Not for any particular reason except I'm trying to make an effort to watch Dimension 20 in between seasons so that I can watch all of it. Uh-huh. It's going well so, so far. I yeah. watched half of the 7 when it was airing and now literally two years later... <laughs> Oh my because god. Because it was coming out in September 2021. Literally two years later, I am finishing it. I, <laughs> I have one can't... more episode and two after parties. I can't believe it's been two years. It's been How two years. How could you years. say that to me? It's been two whole years. <gasps> Alright, well, now that I'm talking <laughs> about that, um, I read some comics, um... I read the first issue of Tom King Wonder Woman, um, which is cool. I do want to keep reading it. Um, it is heavy um, because if people haven't seen, like this isn't a spoiler. They were talking about this before the issue came out. The concept of the first issue is that uh, an Amazon kills a bunch of people in Montana, uh, and the U.S. government passes an, like, Amazon Extradition Act, um, to basically send all of the Amazons back to Paradise Island, because now they're scared, they're like, oh, what if all the Amazons are here to just kill all the men in America? Um, and, uh, so Diana is now a fugitive from the law uh trying to you know figure out how to fix this uh and also presumably solve the mystery of who that amazon was and why she killed all those people um so it's a like a very good cool concept uh it's all it's also a, a rough read um for obvious intentional real world parallel reasons um so there is that. I will say it moves it it moves pretty fast. Like I was expecting there to be more 
sort of lead up to like, okay, we're deciding to pass this act, but it's sort of like, okay, here's all this happens. Anyways, now Wonder Woman is wanted <laughs> by the government. Um, but it is cool. I do think I want to keep reading it. Um, I also picked up, uh, the main sort of trade of Devil's Reign, which is a Daredevil event from, like, last year or the year before, um, where Kingpin is married in New York. friend of the show, Chip Zdarsky. By friend of the show, Chip Zdarsky, um, where Kingpin is mayor of New York and passes a law making, uh vigilantism illegal in new york which is kind of a funny power move objectively from kingpin um and uh i got it because um there's a bunch of stuff happening between kingpin and emma in current uh x-men and i saw somebody like oh a lot of this was kind of built up in the devil's reign x-men crossover which establishes that like fisk and emma have like history and i was like oh okay i'll read that because i really like both those characters already so i got that and then i was like well if i'm reading this part of it i should probably read like the main event (laughs) to know what's going on um and it actually like super rules (laughs) uh like it's kind of it is a incredibly rad kingpin i mean daredevil is also very cool in it um but if you want to see kingpin doing like like super evil stuff but in like an extremely badass way um which i do uh i do recommend it because he's so cool (laughs) like sorry to be like this but he rules he is rad as hell in this in this book um love to see this evil man do his evil deeds he's doing them so well um just constantly constantly beating people to death um chops off the purple man's finger and puts it in a cane so he can use the purple man's powers um okay that is rad as hell i mean like nefarious but rad as hell it's badass (laughs) Uh, so, Just yeah. like, I'm gonna, st- I want to be able to do the thing that this man does. I'm gonna steal his fucking finger. Yeah, it's mine now. Um, there's, um, also a very funny bit where, uh, Ben Riley is Spider-Man while this is happening and, uh, gets arrested because vigilantes are illegal. Uh, and the cops are, like, interrogating him. Uh, and they've, like beat him up he's like absolutely like beat to hell and they're like for the last time tell us your real name and he's like johnny spiderman (laughs) (laughs) it's like that's great that's a great spider-man quip thank you oh my god good good Um, incredible i think i had picked up like the first issue of devil's reign when it came out it just like like, oh, I, th- I think I'm gonna read this. And then I never went back to it. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Mr. Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> yeah, I will say, um, like, the main 
trade, which just collects like the main event issues, and then there's like a bunch of you know spinoff like Devil's Reign X Men, Devil's well, Reign yeah. Fantastic Four. Um, but the main trade is like pretty straightforward to follow. Um, without reading any of the you know associated like crossovers, uh, and <sighs> the plot is like pretty self-explanatory so you don't need a whole lot of uh you know so it's so it's a good it. it's a good comic it's a good story yeah it's a they good did, comic. they did a good job they did a good job with it um so yeah i that is a, a strong recommend from me if you enjoy kingpin or enjoy daredevil or just enjoy good comics and this seems like a good comic you would like um I think that is all that I had to say. Um, if you would like to keep up with us and see when we post episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server um, where people are welcome to join. Uh, I was... <laughs> getting hype about devil's reign in the discord server um we uh also have a patreon if you want to support us on there i saw blue beetle yesterday uh, hell yeah so, yes we will hopefully be recording a blue beetle bonus episode sometime this week so uh soon if you would like to hear our thoughts on blue beetle the movie uh maybe consider checking out our patreon uh if you aren't able to do that you want to help out the show in another way uh leaving rating and review is very cool on your podcast platform of choice uh telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it and just coming back and joining us as you've done once again today so thank you for being with us for this episode of capes and japes i have been olivia I have been Briar, and as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Uh.